Wonderful. All right. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. What's up? This is my hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. What's up face? I try to do it whenever I can. Even if I don't have a full face of makeup on, I have to remember it's a pandemic and I have to sometimes look the part. So that's that. <laughs> that is the realest shit I ever said in my entire life. So I just want to um, welcome y'all. It's been a while since we've talked and I just wanted to let you know that this is going to be the best show. It doesn't feel like the best show because I'm sad. Okay, just be quiet, okay? Yes, yeah, so you can continue to live. Okay, all right, you want to say hi to Angel real quick? Hi, Angel. Hi, Egypt. What are you doing? What are you doing? What do you think we're doing? What are Angel doing? We're talking. We're going to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Angel's house? No. I need to Ari? Yes, ask Auntie to read you a story. No, read it. Okay, thank you. Okay, all right, thank you. So what I've also done. Okay, I don't want you to be a ninja, and I think that's a little racist. Okay, so what I would like to do is welcome Angel Brooks back. Angel, how are you doing today? I'm doing as well as can be. It's been a very, very interesting like 48 hours in regards to like all the different things we're already talking about but definitely in regards to like shadow work um being there for community like in those ugly aspects that we really don't want to be there for community and the harder aspects of communication and conversation and healing um but other than that it's been like you know soon love <laughs> Every time I feel some type of way. No, I don't want you to be on the chair. You need to calm your body because there's a lot of energy right now. I'm so dizzy. Yeah, you're going to make yourself dizzy, okay? Okay. Um, so I just wanted to say welcome back because I didn't know if it was going to happen this way. You know, I was yeah. telling my entire team, I was like, I'm tired, y'all. I'm tired. I'm just tired. I just got finished teaching a class. And then mm. they was like, and you're on in one hour with Angel. And I was like, wow. But I, I said to you when we were talking off camera that it was important for me. You were like, nah, let's like, let's take care of Didi. And I was like, a lot of people have been telling me that, like Nandi, shout out to Nandi, shout out to Catherine. Like, take mm. a day off. I'm like, a day off. <laughs> During a pandemic, you want me to take a day off? Right. <laughs> what What do you think that is? You know, because we just here to shoot the shit. You want to pull mm -hmm. some cards for people. There are people joining. And I feel like whatever the space is going to be, it's going to be. Like, I'm not trying to orchestrate it. I'm not trying to curate it. You know, mm -hmm. my child's turning up the iPad in the back of school, whatever. Like, you know, right. um, mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I love you. And um. I want to thank you for holding space for me because you are starting to become part of a group of people. You know, I lose people often. I don't even know why I'm telling you this. I lose people often. I have a fear of abandonment. And I don't know if it's 
the fact that I've been abandoned several times before, or the fact that I just fear it and it actualizes mm-hmm. itself because I'm a manifester, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you have become a person that I reach for when I'm feeling like restless. And I mm-hmm. I really appreciate that from you. Oh, thank you, Divi. You know how much I always appreciate being a part of anybody, but just like when people just allow me to be a part of their spiritual support system, because we already talk about so many different types of support systems, but not necessarily our spiritual being, like the people that are really going to hold us up and not really judge us when we just need to kick and scream. Um, I feel like a lot of even my trauma-based work in everything that I've gotten to, to being angel, the healer has gotten me to this space. Cause I feel like if I didn't work for a rape crisis center, if I didn't work for futures without violence, I really don't think I'd be here to be able to be such a container um, for spirit. So thank you for giving me such a reflection. Cause again, I don't think I would be here without you. And like, you know, seeing you hold space and being like, oh, so this is what sacred circle means to me. So I just got ripped the bandaid off. Mm. I saw you light a white candle Mm -hmm. for this conversation. And if I know white, I feel like Crystal was asking me, like, what does a white candle mean? I said, light it, put a glass of water next to it, do what you gotta do. You know, I ate the fish that was supposed to be for her mom, but there was still some left in there. We ain't gotta talk about what I did wrong. We never gotta talk about what I did wrong. But anyways, (laughs) (laughs) we just did, okay. So, but um, why was you, why would you light a candle for purity on a week where, uh, you know, people just curse me out on Beyonce's bandwidth uh, mm. for being, for showing my titties, you know, like, I just got a little mm. cleavage going on here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. right. I, I WAP is, is like multi, how many streams Cardi B said it had? I, I know it was history. the first, in history, the first uh, dual female rappers to get that, like, I think that in those time periods, um, just white and, session. that should pretty much be this live. <laughs> that should pretty much be this live. Show what sacred space wah, is really wah, about. Wah. <laughs> yes, some whores in this house. Mm. <laughs> but in I think this it's holy space. Yes, because it. I think that very, very, the souls that need to be protected the most are those whom are attacked the most. Shout out to Sukihana. Because it's like people yes, who protect Suki at all costs. At all costs. Because what does it mean to be unapologetically black, unapologetically a hoe, unapologetically everything that the patriarchy and all these different isms tell you that you cannot be and to show up unapologetically there? And I think that in those aspects, even watching Sukihana uh, promote certain deities when it comes to a voodoo right. this morning and post and the quickly delete because she knows exactly what she's doing of the so what happened like, you gotta tell because i missed it and you know i follow her first i subscribe to her only fans because i love it there yes um on instagram like early early this morning which she happens to do a lot like she posts a lot of content and then she'll delete content um but she posted ezra lee dontor um i believe not too particular are like knowledgeable about Haitian uh, voodoo in particular. Um, right. But I know this particular spirit's a very, very powerful spirit. I know it's one of the Israelis. Um, and she had posted it. And it's interesting because she has talked about so many things in regards to like having 10,000 pounds of voodoo pussy, but like has never really stated, like, am I a believer in Afro Indigenous beliefs? And she has 
surely come through in the sense of being like, look, I've come to the place where I'm at my life and my career through the laws of attraction manifestation, um, which we all know what, you know, those are just like mundane understandings of like spirituality, especially Afro-Indigenous spirituality. And to see her going to like, you know, slowly but surely talking about it more and more, I feel like is as equivalent as Beyonce talking about the Orisha in- As the equivalent. As equivalent. So, but is Beyonce talking about the Orisha experience or are we experiencing it and deciding for Beyonce what's happening? Uh, I, I mean, right. I'm argumentative. <laughs> I'm really trying to understand the intention behind Black is Kings, like truly. Mm-hmm. Um, but if anything, I think that she, like many of artists that are Orisha devotee have decided to make pledge and to give honor to the Orisha in particular ways by like, you know, uh, educating the masses about such traditions, such Afro-Indigenous knowledge and spirituality, because, you know, up until really our generation, I feel like the Orisha were not really talked about so publicly. And so to be able to have someone bigger than Elvis talking about a religion over 6,000 years old says a lot. Um, in the sense of where Black people have come from um, and what we have experienced. So that's what I really see her intention behind doing it because nothing was super like, you know, I I didn't have the aha moment that I thought it was going to have, but the fact that she was bringing such language and imagery to the masses was enough, I guess. Can I tell you something? Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are going to be mad at what I'm about to say. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. I haven't seen it. I don't understand why people are so upset. Like you went to go rush to see it as if Beyonce was the beacon of hope when it comes to African education and then have the nerd turn around and get mad at her and be like, and how dare she appropriate African culture? Although from (laughs) what I hear, she paid African artists. She collaborated with African artists and producers. And so I just want to know what the threshold is for our artists, for, for a little bitch like me. Like, what is the mm. threshold? What is the responsibility? Today, someone mm. say you're not a role model. And I'm like, bitch, ain't no role model over here. You absolutely right. You said it like I was going to be argumentative with you. Like, you know, mm. but I wonder what is the responsibility of Beyonce who's just living her cornbread and gravy and grits life, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And just yeah. happens, happened, happened to stumble upon capitalism and do it as well as she has. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not for capitalism, but if you're gonna do it, Beyonce is doing it right. I, that's all I'm saying. Like, yes, 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 yes. And I just think that in a lot of times we get really uncomfortable. We will praise a white person that can work capitalism. But as soon as a black person can do it, we're like, oh no. Nobody's running around saying Katy Perry a capitalist. Like they say she a white supremacist. But no one's like specifically being like, that damn Taylor Swift is a capitalist. I don't Right. I hate y'all. Right. I hate y'all so much. Truly, truly. Just say you hate black women and go. Even if you are a black woman, just say you hate black women and go because and it's go. Like, <laughs> right. we, we have my door my door should not be opening and closing like that i'm having like a little anxiety i need you to keep it cute thank you yeah. okay. all right so i wanted to know if you could pull a card 
for the intention that we're going to set today. Mm, and maybe absolutely. even pull a card to see what 2020 is letting us land. If if we're going to have a ninth live, we're going we're gonna to land on our feet this time. It's bitches caps mm. is what I want to know. <laughs> like, you know. Right, right. Let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's go and for can it. you tell us what deck you're using? Yeah, so right now, I always start off with my Animal Spirit deck by Kim Kranz. Um, It's a wonderful deck. It's like one of the most decolonized decks that I like to use, especially when it comes to energy readings and trying to get general messages, things like that. But I love Animal Spirits. What do you say when you say Animal Spirits? This is a, mm-hmm. a conversation we've been having in and out of like, not just my class, but also like on the internet. Some people have deleted me. It's fine. I don't care. Um you know, the person said, well, you know, ouch to the use of indigenous or two-spirit. And I was like, why would it be ouch? I said, you're talking to an indigenous person. I said, because black, mm-hmm. also because Mexican. Like, what is you talking about? I said, there's like at least three other black folks on this. Like, what is you talking about? Like, what is you talking about when you say indigenous? And why do we only mm-hmm. utilize that term to describe a certain people of a certain demographic when I'm in, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's not mm. being reductive. Um, but I do feel like there's a larger conversation because I think it's, it's reductive to just say that these are the only indigenous people ever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Literally, like, literally. I had to deal with the same shit this week, actually, when I was like- Did you tell um, me about it? Because I'd be feeling like powerless a little bit around that conversation. Well, it was a very interesting interaction because you know how the resting Pisces face goes whenever we like, our, we think we're filtering ourselves, but our nonverbal says everything that our verbal tries not to say. Um, but I was in that retrospect. I see. I try to be really, really nice because I understand like my gender expression. So I'm just like, Angel, don't come off too strong because like you have to understand where you show up in space. And so I'd be trying not to go there, but that matter Pam be trying to like you know let niggas know. <laughs> um, they're asking in the comments what was the name of the deck again, and Abigail Harris said that animal medicine is so powerful. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so I love that Hoodoo Hussy says, "Why so many like herbalists? Like, look, look, we about to talk good things, right? Why so many herbalists only deal with the oil of something and don't deal with the plant? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like." so many so many mm-hmm. they'll run What's straight the to called? the essential oil so it's called the animal spirit deck by kim Kranz. okay yes 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 wonderful wonderful medicine when it comes to animal spirits but yeah um so in that experience i was in conversation with uh, one of my dear friends and his two friends that were um two latina women um whom asked me what my ethnicity was. And when I immediately responded Afro-Indigenous, one of them, the Taino one, understood. And the other one just laughed. And she was like, Afro what? And I was like, Afro-Indigenous. Afro, no mama ignorant? Like, I would have replaced it for her. (laughs) She was very confused by the statement. And like, she thought that like, her reaction was going to be okay with me. Mm -hmm. But I just sat there like, I'm not going to respond. Like, I don't really see what's funny about it. Do you want to ask me what's my particular tribes or like you know I'm confused about what exactly the confusion is um and then they picked up on the immediate awkwardness and decided to move on very very quickly um because I'm at the point where you've taught me even within like saying my name and 
what my pronouns are and the fact that my name is Angel, my pronoun is Angel, I don't have explaining to do for anybody. Um, so I'm just gonna sit there and be like, your ignorance is not my problem. What did Cecilia Banks say? Your problems with me are not my problems. They're your mm -hmm. problems. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I'm, I'm currently in, um, in a disagreement with someone, but we'll be all right. I think maybe, mm -hmm. I don't know, I gotta give it time. And she had said something, you know, when I was talking about the respectability politics, like, you know, that we don't give grace. When you talk about Kanye, everybody's so willing to give Kanye a pass. When I say everybody, mm -hmm. I mean most people. Yes, there are some of us who are smarter than others. And mm -hmm. we're just like, you know, he's a, he's a sensationalist. He's going to say whatever at the time garners him the most attention. But I think of, you know, people like Azalea Banks, people like Cardi B, people like Megan Thee Stallion, we don't most people don't give them grace except for the smarter ones you know we yes. don't we don't allow for space for just black femmes to experience trauma or or experience grief or experience harm or experience pain mm. or lash out because those things have been constants in our lives like you know what i'm saying like who am yeah. i though i'm not i'm preaching to the choir these are all all very 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 true things like all very true uh, but to get into the cards you wanted me to pull for 2020 for the collective reading, which I'm yeah. always so glad to do collective readings on Monday or Moon Day because mm -hmm. the moon and I work very heavily, which is another reason why I put out the white candle um, in that moon medicine as well as um, ancestor reverence, things like that. But in particular, this card continues to come up over and over and over again. And it's actually interesting because it goes back to everything we talked about at the beginning. Um, but this card keeps coming up for 2020, which is the energy of the spider. <laughs> I would like to when, hear, you, how, hear you share this again because I got this card in one of my readings with you, so yes. Yes, um, so in the enlightened sense of 2020, so in the positive aspects, the spider is the energy of the creator of prosperity through life's work or dharma. The spider is an ingenious creature its greatest gift is weaving the thread of dharma into a vast intricate web that supports the spider and those around it, both financially and spiritually. It's hard work, but the spider neither tires nor becomes impatient. This card reminds us creativity is everywhere. Be process oriented rather than result oriented and soon your quote unquote work becomes like the weaving of a magical priceless tapestry, abundance forms. When in balance as it is for us this year, we are appreciative, enthusiastic, and prosperous. But when we are out of balance in spider energy, we are discouraged, tired, and forlorn. And the way to bring into balance is playful creativity. So can I sit on some dick for balance? Absolutely. That's playful creativity. It sure is. It sure is. Let me send a text I over. <laughs> Because going back into what is coming, we have a lot of dolphin energy coming even within our shadows. Joy. So if joy is sitting on a dick child, we will, it is what it is. I'm about to squirt <laughs> on it. You heard me. Mm. So I'm about to yes, get real girl. creative. <laughs> <laughs> I am all here for it. So let's see what the dolphin energy is in the in regards of the 2020 shadow energy. Yes. She's hiding. So can you explain to viewers who are just tuning in what's the difference yeah. between 
the shadow and like the first card you pulled wh what is that forward facing card yeah so the forward facing card is more of the aspect of self that is more seen the aspect that shows up that we both understand the world understands and see us as so that goes more into understanding our dharma going into the shadow work and the aspects of this year about how we can really use our pain and transmuted into purpose whereas what is the shadow work itself what is the things that we aren't really paying attention to not looking at or is harder to see um the things that we need to work on internally um, is more the shadow work the second card which is the dolphin energy um, both rainbow energies in different ways but the energy of the dolphin in the shadow is the energy of the of innately intelligent the healer light and blessings which definitely would be a little bit harder to see in 2020 but the gifts of the dolphin are beyond what our human minds can grasp. Dolphin personalities are often drawn to the healing arts as they are sensitive to the subtle and enjoy working on the little level of spirit. It's easy for dolphin types to underestimate the impact they make in the world. These creatures play such an important role in the wheel of karma that coming in contact with the dolphin type will change the entire course of your day and thus your life. This card can also indicate a profound blessing is on the way, which is definitely good to hear in the shadow. Cause you know, we're all struggling in all the different ways. So what does it feel like to know that joy is coming about? Because when dolphin the energy joy. is in The joy child, because when dolphin energy is in balance as it's not for us as a collective, um, we are an active healer and have a strong spiritual practice. But when we are out of balance as it is for us today, we underestimate our own power. And the way to bring dolphin energy into balance is like-minded spirits. So call in community. It's definitely time for people to be around folk that understand them. Like no more, again, like we were just saying, explaining to folk around who we are, why we are, or what we believe. Mm -hmm. We just need to show up and be embraced. And it's so funny that you say that, Angel, because Nandi was just talking about that. Um, it would be nice, you know, if you came out once, like, you know what I'm saying? And then that's it. But every right. time you have to explain to someone what your gender expression is, what your identity is, um, how you're loving and who you're loving, right? It's a, it's, mm -hmm. a seri it's a series of setbacks, you know? And so who am I? I'm a poet, but there's that. Truly, but truly, truly, truly. I swear to you. I swear. So Deja, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you could read the comments. Sorry, I'll wait. No, so Deja, um, I had basically told people that um, if they were interested in getting a card pulled to comment and I would put them on deck so that you and I could talk about what we have to talk about and we'll select people in between. I think that would be great. Um, Deja was someone I did a panel with um, for a Brazilian artist and activists um, to bond together with uh, African-American activists in the Black Lives Matter movement. And although, mm -hmm. you know, I'm no longer with the global network, I'm, I'm still very much dedicated to the movement for Black Lives. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that that was very interesting that she said, mm. um, Abigail says, um, dolphin energy sounds like it decalcifies the third eye when embraced. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Mm -hmm. So we have Deja and Tanya. Tanya, I've got you after Deja, okay? Yes, Ooh. yes, yes. So let's just And y'all need to leave that feedback, so... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Also, let me even... tell 
Cash App, Venmo, and IG handles. You want to follow Angel? It's at Angel the Healer. Belinda's yeah. too. So we getting you a little list, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But even to go into what is the ancestral message, what is the energy the ancestors are pushing us towards, even animal spirit. Um, and it's great because it's in representation of pretty much all of us here when we know um, America's first name is Turtle Island, going back to the energy of the turtle. This is my favorite water spirit, um, mm -hmm. but it's the energy of the ancient soul, trusting and at home in the self. <laughs> which is the true testament to 2020, being a home in the self when everyone's quarantined. But it states, it is wonderful to be in the presence of a turtle personality. Like the beaver, the turtle has a strong relationship with the earth and the water elements simultaneously. This helps to ground and connect them to the deeper truths of life, no matter where their travels lead them. Travel, turtle energy is behind all great writers and storytellers as they collect life experiences under their shells for later use. The most potent eternal energy helps us create and close the other, other books and begin to tell our own true tale. When in balance, we are peaceful, adventurous, and productive, but when we, when we are out of balance internal energy, we slow down to a halt. And the way to bring into balance is an adventure. We all want to go on vacation, but what does it mean to find an adventure inward and not outward? Is like the biggest, biggest challenge of like 2020. Ooh, it's too much drip. What does it mean to find an adventure inward instead of outward? Joe, and I'm not sure if I'm the best person to talk about that because philocybin has been my favorite thing to understand that. And I'm not sure if that's for everybody, but I have definitely went to plant medicine to experience all of that and to be able to then like the turtle energy, taking all the stories and so many things that we've experienced on the individual level to know that it's not necessarily the best time for now, but will be later on a great story to tell in later generations. Thank you. Um, after you do Deja first, what I want to do yes. is, and Deja, tell me if I'm saying your name right. Because I don't know if it's Deja, Deja, and I don't want to pronounce it wrong. I would hate if people pronounce my name wrong. I want to talk to you about sensuality and pleasure. Mm, yeah, that's something I'm. That's something I'm very interested in because, um, the more I think about what you said about finding opportunities for creative play, I think about mm. how much we deny ourselves when we don't acknowledge the things that bring us pleasure, like this yes. cup of tea. It's a little sweet, but I I derive like the. I derive the secret pleasure from knowing that I shouldn't mm. be having it. And it's not like I have it all the time, but it's just, it leaves a taste in my mouth and I'm sitting with that, right? Like we don't realize, mm. even though we, I'm keep drinking it because I find it to be a pleasurable experience, but we'll get into that. So, yes. Right. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. And Deja is the first person we just pulled a card for, correct? Yes. So I hope that they have connected with the turtle spirit because they kind of got the similar spirit in the sense of even the turtle spirit talking about how it's very similar to the beaver spirit. So water spirit about being in the emotions, but also outside of being in the emotions, like simultaneously bringing in that earth element to what makes you comfortable, how you see comfort. So let's talk about it. Beaver energy. The beaver is the energy of the hard worker, loyal, tireless, and family first. 
The beaver personality is a welcome sight. These good natured and dependable creatures have infinite love and enthusiasm for family and express it in the way of earth element, providing a home, financial stability. Although a beaver doesn't usually initiate a project once started, they'll usually, usually work steadily for weeks, months, and years to see it through. When the beaver card appears, the task at hand requires your long-term steady effort. It can also signify that it's time for some karma yoga, selfless service. When beaver energy is in balance, we are happy and have meaningful work. But when it's out of balance, we feel useless and worn out. And the way to bring into balance is physical labor and selfless service. I just, I'm making my list and checking it twice. I mean, mm -hmm. Deja, do me, could Deja, do me a favor and let us know what you thought about that because this is real, like, oh my goodness. Yes. And you know, I like to pull a shadow card at the same time, so I gotta Come pull on, you better more. pull a shadow card. Mm -hmm. let, and so the shadow card, again, is reflective of the work that the person needs to do or what's coming mm -hmm. up for them that they're not addressing and that they can work on. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning. Yes. <laughs> You're going to be reading yourself by next week, child. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> She said, well, you read the fuck out of me. Oh, no. he <laughs> Angel has more coming up. So, yes. Come on. Yes. yes. And then she then the said, complete... I resonate with that completely. Mm, mm. And let me try to have you understand this a little bit more, baby, because even in your shadow, in the sense of the elephant, the opposite of a water card, the highest element in the fire card. You are the elephant, which is the energy of unstoppable, auspicious, and wise. The elephant is arguably the most auspicious figure in the deck. Like Ganesh, the elephant represents immense wisdom as well as good fortune. It is said the great elephant is the destroyer of obstacles. So if this card appears when you feel stuck, rest assured the path will soon become clear. To add to the mystery, the elephant is also known to create obstacles in order to steer us in the right direction. Trust this gentle, noble creature. It illuminates the way with the light of self-knowledge. In balance, as it can be for you, but it's not currently, you have a one-pointed focus. You're generous and loving. But when it's out of balance, as it currently is for you, you misunderstand fate. And the way to bring elephant energy into balance is to trust. You got to start trusting more, Deja. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So this, um, I think it would be helpful for me to just tell you who you mm -hmm. got next. Yes. And then, so that way it's keep refreshing in my mind. So up next is Tanya, but on deck is Belinda, Brandy, and Abigail. Okay, awesome. awesome. Look at you. <laughs> just <laughs> rig it up, rig it up, rig it up, rig it up, rig it up. <laughs> I am here for it. So please tell me the next name so I can talk to the person individually. Yes, of course. So this person's name, and I hope you don't mind if I read it out. Let's see. Tanya Nixon Silberg. Mm -hmm. Tanya. Okay, Miss Tanya, we need to figure out what your two cards are when it comes to animal spirits. And we may move on to the next deck after this. Ooh, more fire spirits, baby. Hmm. Miss Tanya's coming up spicy. Oh, okay, Miss Tanya. You may be going through some fine things, but it's okay. We're here for you. So in the enlightened sense, you come up as the energy of the scorpion. 
having the light right there in your stinger and knowing that you and your own light are the same thing that can also hurt a nigga. But what does that mean? Let's find the scorpion. The energy of passionate, competitive, intends towards isolation. The scorpion is a passionate and determined creature. Their career is very important to them, as are a few select friends. Sometimes the scorpion's heat festers and they focus on an unresolved event from the past, usually a situation where they felt quote unquote burned. The scorpion card says it's time to come clean about your feelings so everyone can heal and you can get back to your usual fiery but fun self. When you are in balance, you are wild and free and fierce. And then when you are out of balance on scorpion energy, you are jealous, resentful, and unresolved. And the way to bring into balance is honesty and forgiveness. Moving into the raccoon energy in your shadow. So two dark hearts, this one a little bit darker. This is an earth element. So meaning that your shadow is more in the sense of um, physical things of self and physical things of being. But in particular, the raccoon is the energy of talented, shadowy, and in hiding. Raccoon energy is at play within all artists to greater or lesser degrees. At best, it indicates talent, tenacity, and skillfulness with a particular musical instrument or creative tool. Its shadow side points to an unresolved issue around self-image and success. Sometimes using a stage name or wearing a mask works on an artist's favor. Sometimes it, it limits creativity. Am I who my audience thinks I am? What if I am ready to grow into something more? Raccoon energy won't let us off the hook until our creative ego is resolved. When in balance as it is for you, sister, you are a generous friend, an exceptional artist. But currently, when it's out of balance for you in the shadow, you are competitive and a starving artist. And the way to bring into balance is to make new work. Time to clear the way. Ooh, I feel red, and that's not even my business. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for that one, Angel. Of course. And while we're um while you're getting prepared for the next person, which is Belinda. Oh mm -hmm. my baby. <laughs> I wanted to ask you what during COVID, what has been helpful for you to set yourself up at, for your spiritual practice? What has been my best thing to set me up? Um, community, I would say is the first thing. Um, if it wasn't for my community, if it wasn't for my coven in particular, I really don't know what I would be doing. I have truly learned the lessons in regards to being able to reach out to community when you need it. Um, I'm so used to being able to, or being that person that is there for people and will always never talk about my own needs, but I'm finally around a support system of folks and friends that uh, can indicate to me when I'm in need of things prior to me even recognizing it and being able to be there for me, push me towards my best betterment and support me along the way. Um, mm -hmm. I would say that's definitely it. Other than that, um, what's definitely helped me in this COVID um, post June is new dick. Which is something you told me a long time ago. So thank you, Dee. I said it. It always makes everything better. Everything. Full circle, right? <laughs> everything like, better. She's like, I know this breakup might be a lot for you. I know that you care for this person. I got to see your love for them. But listen, you know, it really helps. I said that to you. <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, said like a true Pisces. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this to heart. <laughs> but sometimes, anyways, let me not tell my business. Okay. All right. But it's, well, I would say my own business. Sometimes you get I, attached to the new dick and it wasn't supposed to happen like that. No, it's not supposed to happen, which is why in particular, I listen to your advice to the T and have only been taking other Pisces in a serious way because it'd be too murky in water for all of us to decide what the hell is what. So it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so the next person is, well, I want to tell you the feedback for from Tanya. And you said, well, four dots, not three. Okay, not to be confused with three dots. You did that. I am going through some stuff and I am a burgeoning artist. I'm feeling imposter syndrome like a motherfucker. I will make the new art that is in my head. So thank you. I just feel like what we doing, what I'm doing with this show. Ashe. That's sure. Um, so next is Belinda, and on deck is going to be Brandy. Yeah. With the IE. So Belinda draft first. Yes, Miss Belinda. Let's go for it. So now we're pulling out the plant spirits. Mm-hmm. Oh. Same things. Yeah, same things, but more or less around what plant ancestors are around us in the sense of energy to help us move towards the same understandings. Um, but sometimes this is a little bit easier for folk because they'll be like, do I need to go find a turtle, Jay? And like tap into that energy. And I'm like, please don't go steal the random turtle um, in the deposit. Like, you know, don't do that. Tap, uh. tap, tap, tap it. <laughs> right, right. <They'll, laughs> exactly. They'll be like, um, I was told that I'll find some new stories connecting with turtle shells, but Plant mm-hmm. medicine's a little bit more accessible. Um, so that's why mm-hmm. I definitely like to work with it. And ooh, two very accessible plants, but I hope this makes sense because it's very interesting to come up together. So in first, you're getting the strength card, which is cayenne, cayenne pepper, um, which if anyone knows has to do with like circulatory issues, having to move the blood. Um, but again, this is the strength card. So where are you showing up within your strength? in a particular way where like it's being very much seen. Cayenne pepper stimulates the circulation of blood and energy. It raises vitality and contradicts uh, perfection. I don't even know what the fuck that word is. I'm not gonna try. Gas and stops bleeding and is ruled by the sun in Leo. Symbolically, it's used for coldness, lack of vitality and blockage on all levels isolation and divinatory purposes. It means power, strength, the courage to face outward challenges, a person who is a mover. So I don't know if you're in a place where you're moving things in your life, but it's definitely showing up or you like want to move things in your life. It's definitely showing up in that very spicy way. But in the shadow aspect, you're getting the ace of wands, but in particular, it's the plant yarrow, which is also known for, if you know about Achilles um, or the Achilles heel, um, his mother was a witch that bathed him in a bath full of yarrow um, and held him by his ankles, which is why Achilles' only weak spot was his Achilles heel, where he was bathed in the bath. Um, And so yarrow um, is known for bringing that warrior spirit, being able to make you feel indestructible, but also acknowledging your weak spots at the same time. But also yarrow is great for fear medicine. I love to use it in regards to ancestral contact. When it comes to people we have 
earthly issues with that we have not moved past or just fear of communication to, even if it's just like just the fear of talking to the dead or the fear of talking to someone in particular, Yara was very, very good for that, which is why I love this image of like, it looks like God or whatever coming down in the light with Yaro standing there in the very front, knowing that with Yaro, you're able to contract and be able to contact things and work through your own fears and all the aspects of fears that we go through. But in particular, as the Ace of Wands, it states, Yaro, it's a diaphoretic, it's an astringent and a voluntary and antispasmodic and used to promote surface circulation and sweating for colds, flus, and fevers. Yaro also relieves internal congestion and thus relieves menstrual cramps. Divinatory purposes, um, it has to do with victory. As the wise saying goes, before enlightenment, chopping wood and carrying water, after enlightenment, chopping wood and carrying water, fulfillment in simple things, clouds, sunlight and nature. That's Miss Belinda's. I feel like that goes back to what I was saying about finding pleasure in the things that most people forget are pleasurable. Mm -hmm. Standing outside in the sun, even though you may not be at the beach, it just feels wonderful mm -hmm. from time to time. And that is pleasure. Pleasure is not always sexual. Even though you and I are both very sensual and sexual people, pleasure does yes. not always have to mean that, you know? Um, exactly. So, mm -hmm. yeah, thank you for that. Something of also course. I want to ask you, because I know a, a lot of younger people are joining the broadcast. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, it took me well over 11 years um, to get involved into spirituality that was more reflective of not only um, my ancestors, but my birthright, right? Mm -hmm. And so what advice, if any, before we move on to Brandy and then Abigail, what advice, if any, do you have for young people who are looking for guidance and like are afraid because hoodoo and voodoo and ifa and santeria are these westernized like um, when it's it's described in Western culture, it's described as scary things. What advice as a young person yourself do you have for people looking for answers? I would say if anything ever terrifies you in this spiritual journey where it feels completely evil and everything in your body is terrified to go forward in it, it is probably where white supremacy has probably stopped you and your ancestors many of many times before. I've recognized everything that's once scared me around the aspect of Afro spirituality is where white people <laughs> have not wanted me to contact my true power, wanted me to understand my philache. Like when I understood that God has no gender, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, but I think that when we dive into our uncomfort, when we are able to question the things that make us the most scared, that question everything that we understand, we're able to get to a place where we're able to pick up on truths because not to say that you know you're going to stumble upon one particular afro spirituality and be like ah this is what makes sense this is the end all be all like this is the blue pill that uh neo was talking about like no like i think that it's the pushing it is the 
understanding outside of the comfort levels of how you've understood the world, where you will then understand yourself that much deeper. Um, there's so many different truths of Afro-spirituality that have always been a part of our lives, especially as Black folk or people of color, that we've just never seen it as such. Like I talked about a little bit on the other episode where, you know, I never saw, like none of my elders called hoodoo hoodoo, but if a, a rainstorm, a thunderstorm was to come by, my grandmother, even my mother to date will shut off the lights and will tell you to listen to God. And what does that mean for people that don't believe right. that God can be the weather? <laughs> Belinda said, thank you for hitting me where I'm at right now. Wow. Mm, of course. Um, so up next is going to be Brandy with an mm -hmm. IE and on mm -hmm. deck is Abigail and also Phyllis Robinson. I'm just letting Phyllis know we got her. I see her. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. But Brandy with an IE is first. What what are the cards mm -hmm. saying for Brandy? Brandy, oh, I hope you focus in on 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 your intentions right now. Um, Ms. Brandy understands their own magic let's just begin there i don't know miss brandy can't even see a face but just based upon this astragalus coming out for you which is literally the magician card you understand your magic you know why you're here so clearly you just need a little bit more understanding and reverence of being like you know reflection ah i am that energy so astragalus is one of my favorite herbs, especially in COVID-19, like I really don't make a COVID-19 medicine folk without astragalus really being in the mix if it's like one of those heavy duty tinctures and things, but we're gonna get into why in the plant medicine. The magician. So astragalus, that's the herb of creativity. A lot of creativity tonight, Didi. It is a digestive and a diuretic. The root is used to increase energy and aid in assimilation and digestion and is also the most powerful herbal immune, immune tonic. So if y'all don't know about astragalus, get into it. It is ruled by mercury and symbolically for poor assimilation of food and ideas, weakness, fatigue, sluggishness, tendency to be cold and divinatory purpose has to do with creativity, unlimited possibilities, ability to do whatever one imagines or decides. Going into your shadow sense, the fennel seed, which has all the fairy energy around it. Not sure if you are a particular believer of fairies, but again, understanding your magical ashe. Um, and then fennel seed also, fennel in general, is related to air, communica or air communication energy speaking. So I don't know if you're not communicating in the best ways towards your magic, um, but the fact that fennel seeds coming up beneath the magician may be indicative that you're just not digesting, digesting or communicating your full understanding of your ashe. So I'm just gonna leave that as that. Um, and then when it comes to the wand energy, four of wands, fennel seed is an aromatic, a carminative, a mild stimulant and aids in digestion, eliminates gas and congestion of the gastrointestinal tract and divinatory purposes has to do with agreement, relief, satisfaction of all parties involved, a balancing of opposing spirits or wills. Not sure how that fits within your spirituality, but I hope that gives you some direction towards why you are the magician itself, child. And so hopefully Brandy will share 
some of that mm-hmm. amazing feedback with us, whether Please. you was hot or cold, yes mm-hmm. or your no. I'm sorry. Ever since I mentioned Katie and Perry's name, you see how she just keep coming up in conversation, just real rude, if you ask me. Because then nobody asked for her to be here, like a Deborah Cox song. So, right. Thank right. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> so, there is that. Um, is there anything that people seem to routinely misunderstand about you and your work? Hmm. I think that routinely people either will come to me expecting that I'm going to be like helping them with love rituals and love spells and shit like that. And they have an entire conversation with me about spiritual consent that they're not ready for. That's a lot of my conversations with especially folk over the internet. Um, And then a lot of the other time, um, what else are folk expecting of me? I think a lot of times folk too expect like a lot of gentleness like I feel like a lot of people will have some type of burnout or spiritual trauma from dealing with female or I should say like a femme presenting healers um so they'll come to me with like thinking that they're going to like get that type of comfortability that 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 they have with mass presenting folk and they learn very quickly that like I hold both of those energies (laughs) very simultaneously and like I'm unapologetically female and unapologetically feminine uh, when it comes to my two spirit and I think that's an aspect that they're just not so ready to because like I'll be the first person to be like why are you disrespecting your womanhood like why do I have to be the person to tell you to do so like where where are you at and why are you not understanding that your power is in your darkness and you are able to fully transmute all of your energy it's not all love and light shit all the time erica badu got us fucked up in that way of thinking that it's all love and light all the fucking time and that's just not true i guess we'll see you next lifetime (laughs) then she was like i'll be fine bitch you heartbroken just like the rest of us shut the fuck up i love you erica Love you, Erica. Mama Erica, don't cuss us now. <laughs> right. We so want that body pussy, goddamn. And yes. <laughs> She's doing her sex magic too. I see you out here, E. <laughs> right. <laughs> so thank you for answering my question. And you did get some feedback from Brandy. Brandy said, um, sorry, there's a lot of comments. I'm really shocked. I'm working on the biggest project of my career and I'm freaking the fuck out. And I said the fuck out, like Brandy would say it. Um, But I know I can do it. And I really needed this confirmation that I'm not being cocky and believing in my magic. So thank you. Yes, come on, sis. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So up next, we have Abigail. And then on deck, we have, hold on. We have Phyllis Nicole Robinson. So Abigail first. Okay, Miss Abigail. So now I'm moving. Abigail is Abigail Harris. Okay. Okay. Abigail Harris. So now we're gonna move on. What are these babies? These these ain't coasters. Okay. No, these are not coasters. These are the archetype deck, um, which goes through the aspects of self. It's kind of like my oracle deck, um, but another deck by Kim Kranz. If y'all like the animal spirit deck definitely check out Krim Kranz, a very talented white woman. Um, but yeah, I love this deck. 
<laughs> Gotta let y'all know straight up, she ain't a black woman. Um, and you seen the way yeah. I just spit out, spit out my teeth. You know, it took a lot for me to say that since it's a very talented white woman. I had to say all them W's. Superb. Superb. <laughs> but I love this deck and looking at the self and understanding it in those different ways. Ooh, child, this deck's gonna have me saying words I don't know how to fucking pronounce, but we're gonna do it anyway. Tatantos? Tatantos? Child, I ain't never seen this word, Tatantos, but we're gonna talk about what the hell it means. Ooh. Whatever you gotta do has to do with your visions. We're gonna get there second. Mm, 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 mm. I think this is in the last part in the initiations part of the deck. LX. Yeah, it's towards the end of the deck. So I've never seen this card before. Super exciting. I think it's like towards the very back of it. Oh. Austerity, okay, austerity. So I guess uh, here's the card. Totantos. And it's actually the death card. So do not be terrified. Death's not that scary. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about why so. But again, as the death card, it states, it is tempting to oversimplify death and sum it up as transformation. But the true architectural resonance of Tatantos cannot be easily assimilated or contained. Death is ongoing and omnipresent, an ethereal response to the gift of birth. <laughs> Witnessing the ending of another being, creature, or phase, or stage has deep consequences for the psyche. We are forever changed by Tantos, as it sweeps us under its wings, making us relinquish control in every form. It leaves a mark of ash upon our heart, signifying we have touched the cusp of the underworld and will return to the land of the living eventually, with more compassion and wisdom to share. This capacity is needed in our world. One who has faced the annihilation of Tantos can face anything. When this card appears, it signifies an initiation into the underworld. When in light, you are grieving, mourning, bearing witness to all that is. So I don't know if you are grieving family, but if you are, all condolences are to whatever you are giving birth to in its death. Um, because in the dark, it has to do with fear or insensitivity to old age, illness, and the dying. Facing death leads us to the truth. And it also states, there are those with a great gift for navigating death energy. Thankfully, we find these generous souls in emergency rooms, hospitals, hospice cares, and the like. Baby. And then the fact that it's sitting within vision and the shadow, I don't know what you need to birth. I don't know why you need to birth it but sit within the fact that you can what's only on that card i just saw a quick glimpse mm -hmm. it's two eagle i mean two owls on both sides some rainbow energy and what else is in the middle some mountains with a crescent moon it's a beautiful card but child i don't know what visions family needs to get into but first know that you need to let go of whatever needs to die out for you to be able to bring in the full life that is your vision in the shadow 
You know what that means. And I'm gonna just leave it at that. Abigail was quick with the response. She said, I'm moving into a new chapter of life after dealing with death and hearts and white praying hands. I know that they're a little spicy white praying hand, but they're there. <laughs> she said, I have lots to do right now. So thank you. Mm -hmm. So with so, the visions, baby. Okay. Um, so on next is going to be Phyllis. And I just want to, she said, read me to hell. Phyllis Nicole Robinson <laughs> is next. And on deck, I have Kiera Hereford. Um, yes. But Phyllis is first, okay? Yes, Kiera was here with us last time. I know. She's like, I was like, I see. And I'm getting Ooh. my reading last. I just want my two cards. That's all I want. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was <laughs> yes. like, y'all need to let me slide up in here. Let right. me see what mess of my life has been. Oh, what's family? What's the family wanted me to read out of hell? Because I'm about to. Abigail. Okay, baby Abigail, you at the dead end. I don't know what confirmation you needed, but you are definitely at the dead end, Dee Dee. And guess what is in the shadow? The goddamn ocean. So, I don't know what you would need to release. I don't know what. You, you just, going... it's so funny because I was trying to see if you was going to slip up, but she got the same cards, the same family of cards. This is Abigail from the death card that you first pulled, the, the Thanos or whatever, like, or however mm. you pronounce it, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> you can't run from the cards, Abigail. <laughs> Literally cannot. It's like the dead end and having to go to the ocean itself to... For purification, for rejuvenation, for purity, um, and knowing that sometimes that we don't have the ends in ourselves, so we find that blockage in the physical body, and that we have to return to water as we've once come. So uh, that's the message. I'm not even going to open the deck because that's a very clear, like the dead end with the hand sitting there, being like, "Stop what you're doing, take a moment," and then the ocean sitting right there. And knowing that that is what we all return to, but we can continue to go to in the many phases of death in life. So, mm. thank you so much for that. So next is Phyllis Robinson. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Phyllis. Let's see what energies are sitting with you. Ooh, Phyllis, I've been waiting to see this card since I've gotten this deck and it is yet to come up for me. And I've been trying to pull it for myself that you can't fuck with spirit, but how are you as a healer? I got some questions. I got lots of questions. Okay, I have lots of questions for you. Um, so first of all, your enlightened sense is as the healer, the three-headed snake. I need to know what you do for a living. I need to know why this energy is coming up for you because I've been looking out for this energy for forever. Literally why I got this deck, but I've yet to see this card. But let's see what they're saying. The healer, the light worker, the gifted, the old soul. Though some claim the work of the healer as a gift and name it as their dharma, the force of this archetype is within everyone. It is our natural inclination to remember, 
to return to and to reclaim that central and eternal life force in which is so, so easily drifts away from us. In Sanskrit, the word Ajvita means forgiving. And it is said that this is the source of all suffering and disease. The healer's mission then becomes to move through the comfort of forgetting and through the veils of ignorance and denial to reveal the radiance that already exists. The healer approaches this in a multitude of ways from multiple angles, knowing the cycle of healing is not linear. It is multi-layered and circuitous, a circuitous process, always leading us back to its own origin, much like the Ouroboros. When in light, it is self-contained, grateful and awake, but in dark, the healer is tired, needy, forgetting its own practice. And it states, the image of the serpent is eternally tied to healing and medicine, both Western and Eastern, study of the serpent and its power. And it also says, the wounded healer is not someone who was wounded and is now healed. It is someone who continues to courageously break down the self and ego as a means for deep integration. Hmm. What does that shadow mean? Mm. Oh, and then in the shadow aspect, it is the card Anma Mundi Child, another word. I'm not sure where the hell they be finding these words from, but it is the energy of the soul of the world, all that is. Um, Anima Mundi emphasizes the principle, accept all, reject none. Simply put, it is the living soul of the world in all of its multifaceted, multidimensional layers, bonded together by lovely cosmic forces. Diversity is celebrated, multiplicity is honored, and nothing is denied. Constructs of, constructs of separation dissipate into the wondrous mess of shared consciousness. Uh, Anima Mundi is the link between the literal and the imaginal, the rational and the mystic. It is the connective fiber that makes life meaningful. This card indicates an initiation on the level of the soul. You will awaken the unique light within and witness how this light contributes to the radiance of the entire universe. You will sense yourself as a crucial note in the cosmic orchestra. Destiny is altered as you hear the enchanted melody of all living things. So, a lot of life, a lot of healing energy. Whom are you? I have so many questions. Mm. So many. Thank you for that. She said, um, she's a stay-at-home mom right now. She didn't understand what you meant. And so I asked her, have you always been a stay-at-home mom or have you helped people in the past? Are you interested in helping people? She says, I'm helping my family and friends all the time, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's like even, it's super, super essential even when talking about stay-at-home moms or any parents that to be a parent is to be a healer at all times. 
<laughs> so I want to give credit where credit is due as someone that is not a parent, but is still has like one of my loving parents on earth still and is still parented every single day. So I know that to be a parent, to be a mother, a stay at home mother at that, that's a hell of healing energy. So shout out to you. And knowing that like, you know, again, there's probably so many times in the world where we are condensed into understanding whom healers are. You'll look at folk like myself and be like, this is what a healer is and this is what they do. But a lot of the time I tell folk that like, you know, people don't think that I do this after work. They'll just see me being a case manager from nine to five and never know, but that is in and of itself being a healer and healing. So never underestimate where we heal. You know, you can heal just giving somebody a dollar. You never know the impact that you have on someone in their life. Thank you for that. We have three more people. One is including me. And mm -hmm. she said, thank you. She said, I love you, Angel. Thank you. I live to encourage people around me all the time. Mm, beautiful. We're doing Keep Audrey up, Lord's work. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, um... Let's see. So Kiera is up next and then mm -hmm. Crystal is mm -hmm. on deck and then I will be the last person. Like Miss Crystal Beck herself? She said yes and Phyllis also said she knew it was a gift. She just needed the confirmation. Ashe. 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 So you know I had to pull out my spicy deck at the end. I had oh, you know, oh, you know we love the hoodoo deck. You know we love the hoodoo deck. <laughs> so excited. But Kiera, 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 girl. I'm glad you had to join us again because we got some messages today. Ooh, okay. You're in your emotions today, but it's all right. Let's figure out that shadow card. Ooh. You and your emotions today, but you already knew through divination that you were going to get this shit. Literally. L look at here. Look at her. Hey. The card. If y'all cannot see the card, it's literally this image right here. Uh, uh. It's going to be in red to feel. So let's start off of why you in your emotions today, baby girl. Mm -hmm. And why or how we can help you. Ooh. Okay. So again, this is the five of baskets. It's the plant around the card is St. John's wort. Um, St. John's wort is the best medicine in regards to plant medicine when it comes to mild depression and anxiety. So I don't know if you're dealing with any type of depression or sadness um, today or has been on your heart family, but St. John's wort sitting with you as a plant with this card. So take time and patience with yourself. The image itself is three baskets are shown in various states of destruction to remain unscathed beneath the debris despite one, uh, despite being bent or distorted. The two baskets that survive whatever destroyed the other three represent are often untapped inner powers and strength. And the positive has to do with moving on, finally forgiving yourself, renewed hope, seeking help for emotional problems, recovery, feeling alive again and letting go of grief, sorrow and or disappointment. But in the negative also has to do with mourning, loss, resentment, unwelcome change, feelings of abandonment, failure, separation, punishment, pessimism, bitterness, remorse, uh, heartbreaking situations and traumatic experiences. Um, so if you've been through any of those things, remember, 
uh, St. John's wort in particular is a great medicine to work with if you've been dealing with that. And then the fact that you got the them bones, um, the energy of the woman being read to filth and divination and finding shock. Here's the card again. It's also the judgment card. So I don't know where you're feeling judged in your life and feeling like people are like, you know, taking judgment upon you. It's related to John chapter 724. And it says, do not judge by appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Oh, by the way, I read all Bible quotes in Southern accent because my- I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm like, I feel like I get in touch with my evangelical folks when I start reading- Please continue on. I'm here for it. The, the Bible is, says, the right. <laughs> John chapter 724. <laughs> the image is a woman puts her hand over her mouth in shock to what the bones on the table reveal to her. Bone divination was practiced by indigenous Americans and African peoples. Divination with bones requires the reader to associate different meanings with each bone based on where or how they land. The bones of chickens and cats were most commonly used, but other small and medium-sized animals were also acceptable. Contrary to popular beliefs, the choice of which animals to use were strictly up to each individual root worker. A set of them bones could include not only the remains of an animal, but also items such as keys, seashells, and crystals. Like other forms of divination, all items in a reader's set had clear associations, but it's the reader's innate talent that determines accuracy. In a meeting, when Nimbones appears in a reading, you are being reminded that it is time to focus on what you need rather than what you want. Most likely you will need to make tough choices, but if you are willing to put your ego aside and do what you have to do, the best possible outcomes are guaranteed. Nimbones may be reminding you that the people, that people are going to talk about you no matter what you do. So make sure that you remain in alignment to your goals, dreams, and aspirations. Acknowledge that no one accepts judgment, even if the judge is oneself. Them bones could also indicate that it is time for an in-depth reading concerning a matter of great importance. This reading will provide relief or solutions in your problems. So not sure if you've gotten to sit down with the reader yourself more seriously, but this is when the, this card comes up to say like you need divination a little bit more intently. Um, and it says, if you receive them bones in a reading, please consider the following. It may be time for your on for an honest self reassessment. What what is your reputation? Are you still in alignment with it? If you want fresh, if you want a fresh start, start fresh. A neutral position is no longer an option. Do others need to know what you stand on? What where you stand on this issue? If so, stop stalling and tell them. So, boo, I don't know why you may be a little sad sitting with uh saint john's wart in the fact that like them bones are coming up and making you like talk about the judgment you may be feeling even if you are one's your own judge but just know that you are supported you are cared for um all the emotions are fine not every divination is a happy-go-lucky like oh everything in my life is swell sometimes it's nice to understand that our even our sad emotions our harder emotions are valid and to be validated so i hope you're able to sit with all of those things and if you need like a longer divination i'm always around <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yes. And we have Crystal next? 
Yeah, Crystal is next. Yes. So, hey, Miss Crystal. Let's see what cards are sitting with you today in the Hoodoo deck. Woo! Crystal, I hope I hope you ain't ain't angry. Don't mm -mm. you're getting the sun and knives. Don't be out there trying to fight nobody right now. No matter where the emotion leads you, don't do it. We're gonna talk about why though. Whew. And the ace of sticks. Oh yes. Let's just talk about it. So here is the son of knives, who is a man standing in front of a church, and he has a knife in his hands, as y'all can see. Um, which might be a little bit of a weird image to see a man standing out front of a church with a knife. But in hoodoo, we're going to talk about why that's actually a very, very common practice back in the day. The sun of knives, it has to do with the plant ragweed. And the image is the sun of knives, here it is again. The sun of knives stands in front of a church, clasping a switchblade and a razor as he awaits the arrival of his opponent. The winner of this slash fest must, must face no retribution from the family of the wounded or deceased man because the battle takes place before the eyes of God, AKA in front of the church. Because back in the day in Hoodoo, if you were to get in a fight with someone, even if it was a knife fight, if someone was to die, you can be held responsible because you did it in the eyes of God. Um, so again, not sure where you're sitting with the neck crystal, but don't do it. Anyway. The son of knives also represents the tendency to go too hard and provoke others. On the positive side, he is innovative, gung-ho, uh, energetic, uh, clever, and persuasive. But on the other side, he could be pushy, aggressive, two-faced, a gossip, a hustler, and likes to take unnecessary risks and spread rumors and drama. In a reading, if he doesn't represent a literal person with these qualities, then he represents these attributes. So that's just that energy of like, with the shit's energy. But let's talk about the shadow energy of why you don't need to be so much with the shits. The ace of sticks. Where is she at? Ooh, it's Basil. Because Crystal, whenever you're starting to feel that hot, Basil's your best friend. You can go right to Whole Foods, pick up that $5 organic basil, and you could just take a bath in just that. And it is like its own Ochun type of bath, its own sweetening bath all by itself. Also great for um, clairvoyant abilities, intuition, things like that. Um, so again, it has to do, here's the Ace of Sticks and it is the plant basil and the images, a hand sticks out of the clouds, grasping a stick. Below the hand is Livonia Mount, the largest of the 10 Indian mounts in Point Capri Parish. Uh, Louisiana. There has been a, a resurgence in interest since the 1980s amongst occultists uh, in the dozens of Indian mounds and pyramids all over North America, but root workers have long recognized them as power centers. Hmm. In the positive, it has to do with new opportunities, optimism, self-esteem, passion, facing your fears, taking the bull by the horns, conception, self-confidence, travel, good news, being inspired, creative juices flowing, recognizing potential, courage, growth, and the use of force. Um, but in the negative could also mean, since it is in the shadow aspects, unemployment, lack of direction, distractions, anxieties, missed opportunities, self-doubt, low libido, unprotected sex, delays, boredom, and creative blocks. 
That's why I said this has, over here saying thank you for organizing this, Didi. I'm like, I'm not an organizer. <laughs> and yes, thank you for telling Crystal about them damn razors. She didn't calm her ass. That's also what we're right. doing. I was dying. I was like, she's like, you know, I'm with the shits. Shits, right? I'm like, <laughs> bitch, you better go take yourself a basil bath. Come on now. Right. No, Every I think I think that would be really nice. Yeah, that would be mm-hmm. really nice for her. Yes, we'll get to all the things next week. Don't worry. <laughs> Saturday, it's our day. Saturday. <laughs> all right, and so I would like for you to pull my two cards for me. It's a little weird getting it done in front of other people, but since everybody else is vulnerable, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to set my own intentions. Goodness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love pre-reading, child. Let's see what your cards are like today. Bam. You know, it's interesting. I ain't going to say too much, but remember how you had to say what the last reading you were like, I need to come back and get this particular reading. It's coming up. It's Let me, I got to go. Hold on. I got to go. Hold on a second. Excuse me. What? Crystal. Crystal. What? <laughs> what? What is happening here? What? <laughs> Oh, this one, it should have been entitled. It wasn't supposed to be a love reading, but. <laughs> what is happening here? And he just texted me too. What is happening? He just, just now at 11.43 p.m. I swear to God on everything I love. Solomon, Song of Solomon. Hold on. Why is your father, then the shadow said it was Father Sims, child. What? Is, oh. <laughs> Let me be quiet. Chris was um, so, like, wow. So let's all read Didi to fill to end tonight, y'all. <laughs> let's all get into Didi's business. So y'all, here's Didi's Enlightened Sense. It's the lover's card. Surprise. And it has to do with First uh, John's chapter 5, 7, and 8. For there are three that testify. Mm. The spirit, the water, and the blood. Yeah. And these three agree. Ashe. <laughs> the plant is squash leaves. Squash leaves? I'm about to be eating squash. I'm be about to be sucking some squash. I need listen, really? I need I need these this to happen. Yes. I need to learn, like, why is it squash leaves? I'm like, is it an aphrodisiac? We need to learn together. But the image is a couple is walking down the road holding hands. They are oblivious to the judgment of the two elders watching them because they're so into each other. (laughs) It's clear from her facial expression that the woman's grandmother isn't as enthused about the match as his appears to be. There used to be a time when people understood the distinction between dating and courting. Dating was lighthearted activity that gave a man and a woman a chance to get to know each other. Not only was it perfectly fine to call on other people, but it would also be considered unwise not to keep one's options open. However, when the two two peoples decided they wanted to see each other exclusively, that's when courtship stage uh, began. 
The goal of courtship was not to have a companion for years as, in com- as it is common nowadays. The goal was marriage. That being the case, courtship was taken very serious, uh, seriously and had to include the input of family members and close friends to determine the worth of such an investment. The reason for this is simple. Most people didn't marry just because they loved each other. They married for the purpose of social and or economic upward mobility. I'm trying to have an economic impact. (laughs) I need a stimulus package. Right, like fuck a Donald J. Trump. Uh, it, It was certain more of a business transaction than a testament of undying love. Therefore, it only made sense that each other's partner's community may be included in the discussion as it pertained to the prosperity and auspiciousness of the match. (sighs) After all, a poor choice, literally or figuratively, reflected badly on the entire family by ruining their reputation and causing them to suffer in unstable or impoverished home. Thus, mm. merely loving the other was simply not enough if the family was to be consistent, was not to be consistently improved from one generation to the next. To marry uh, an unapproved bow, anyways, is therefore considered not love at all and the epitome of selfless, of selfishness. Though <laughs> this card is certainly about love and romance, it doesn't have to be. There are many types of relationships as well as unspoken contracts that keep them together. There are all things, uh, there are all giving our attention to something or someone. When courting comes up in a reading, it is it asking you to appraise the value of your attachments in the terms of your individual long-term goals? Will continuing to engage with that person, those people, or the thing help advance you in your reputation among the kind of people you respect and with those who you want to do business? Will you present, will you present help or harm your efforts to attain your life visually? It's, it's time to review your ethics and make an honest assessment of your, the road you are choosing. It's time to make a choice. Oh, have mercy. If you receive courting in a reading, consider the following reading. What binds you to her, him, this, or that? Is it healthy? Is that how you really feel? Or are you parroting someone else? Make up your mind. Is it your philosophy of life? Or how does that inform this relationship? What if you commit fully to this? Is the passion, love, desire reciprocal? Cute doesn't last. Are your morals, values, and goals aligned? Are you both on the same page? Or do you have entirely different books? The moral of the story is dot, dot, dot. Going into Father Sims. Who is the spirit? I have no idea, but let's figure it out. Who is he? Father Sims. Y'all, I don't even know who I am right now. There's so many questions and I wish it, I wish I wish love was was right up there with just being like how when we was talking about when you come out, it's just that and people accept you. I wish love was an acceptance, but we'll it's see. It's not easy for you. We'll this see. is the temperance card, child. Hmm. <sighs> It has to do with Job uh, 38, 36. 
who gives the Ebus wisdom or gives the rooster understanding? I don't know what the fuck that means, y'all, but it sounds deep as shit. And from the mm. Old Testament, the plant is pea vine. Oh, so you got squash leaves and pea vine, two foods. Mm. The oh image is <laughs> the Father Sims is dressed in his purple satin robe in which he liked to work. The rooster present, represents him in the two streams of water represent the baptism as a two-headed doctor, a hoodoo that does good and bad work. Father George Sims, born Joe Watson and nicknamed the Frizzly Rooster, was a pastor and root worker from New Orleans. They called him the Frizzly Rooster because many people kept at least one chicken in the backyard for the sole purpose of scratching up any roots that may have been placed by an enemy. Mm -hmm. He had a reputation for being able to effectively place or lift curses and read anyone. Father Sims was a bit of an eccentric and was comfortable being quote unquote good or bad or for good or bad workings. He gave sermons at Myrtle Wrath Hall and that's where most, his most famous student, Zoro Neil Hurston, made his acquaintance. After weeks of performing superficial tasks without uh, anything being explained to her, she was initiated by Father Sims, given the name, the boss of candles, and finally taught the deeper mysteries. It is a common misunderstanding that root work is never an initiate system. Because while this is the case for many, initiations are not unheard of. When Father Sims comes up in a reading, it's asking you to review your position requiring your mm, inquiry. Re sorry, your position requiring your inquiry. If you have taken an extreme or one-sided position, now is not the time, is now is the time to consider things from a more balanced perspective. Things do not have to be black and white, so don't force it to be. If you have Thank been asked you. To you hear this, Crystal? <laughs> if you have been asked to compromise or cooperate, but you feel resistant to the idea, this card is a good sign that you haven't considered all aspects of the situation. If you if you've been asked to give someone an answer, don't respond until you feel more centered. To do otherwise may be a deeper regret and feelings to be hurt unre sorry unnecessarily that's the word try not to <laughs> try not to fear if you receive father sims in a reading consider the following what would be gained by compromising is it worth more than your perceived loss are you being fair sometimes less is more Extremists never think they're extreme. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Peace is priceless. <laughs> Focus on healing and recovery. An alliance is not such a bad idea. What am I bringing to the potluck dinner? Perhaps add something else to the mix. Other races, religion, and ethnic groups exist. Maybe it's time to learn more about other people, question mark. Why every single time I pull a card for you, the lovers out of one of these damn cards gotta come up? Every single deck. Every, every single, single deck. deck. Every single time. And it's so it's wild because I be feeling like I be feeling like I'm mad lovable, but I'm also mad leaveable. I hate it here. Mm. Like, 
Oh mm. my goodness. I oh think that's that Piscean duality. Hella yeah. lovable and hella lovable. Mm. Yes, yes. Mm. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, um, you know, mm. a lot of times when you've been pulling the cards for everyone, first of all, thank you. I feel like mm. you hit the head, the nail, the proverbial nail on the head spot on for me because I'm just mm. in a situation where I don't, this is not where I dwell but it's because yeah. I'm trying to compromise and be in duality because I'm very black and white. Yes. But yeah, we'll get it. So wait one second. I feel like I, I, I'm very cut and dry. I'm always talking about duality, but like if something irks my soul, I'm like, mm-mm. And this is very difficult for me and I don't feel centered a lot of times. So, I mean, we'll get into that on Sunday, but a uh, Saturday, but I, I just feel like, the cards you just pulled I needed to hear because it's a reminder to myself that I'm not going wild like you know what I'm saying that it's not my thoughts it's the universe but I'll say yes. it then and I'll say it again the the universe and the stars didn't align for some bullshit to happen so I gotta figure out what's the lesson and it's not about either I love it or leave it alone I gotta figure out like what is this murkiness in the middle what what, what is coming up for me in that mm-hmm. so thank you absolutely absolutely i'm gonna let you go but i wanted to ask you about the plants like a lot of times when you've been pulling the cards like the plants accompany with it like what is Mm -hmm. the necessity like you know it's not just about matching a plant to a card what is the necessity about plant work and root work Mm. (sighs) plant work or plant medicine and root work is so ideal because it's a reminder that we have a lot more power and control over our well-being and our fate than we do. It's understanding that um, a lot of the times these plants have the physical attributes that link us to why it's connected to the card, but also will connect us to the metaphysical things of like why I'm like, hmm, I wonder what squash leaves are really for, like in hoodoo, like what else can they be used for? Because clearly they could be a food, but what else could they be used for in the fact that it's a hoarding medicine, things like that. Um, So I think it's vastly important because um, you wouldn't really be able, I feel like if we didn't have plant medicine, we'd just be sitting here talking about these energies of trying to attract love or trying to attract abundance and trying to get through these type of emotions. But if we didn't have an actual tool to utilize, to understand, how would we be able to get through those emotions in a deeper way? And I feel like- I need to get through the emotions. I feel like a lot of people on on this live have been needing to get through their emotions. You know, with Abigail on the Mm -hmm. death card, when you also have, um, when you brought up the scorpion for somebody, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, how do we get through this like anger and, and like, and especially during a time, you know, such as times like these, nah, but especially during a, a global mm-hmm. pandemic and a global uprising, right? You know, where mm-hmm. things, both the uprising and the pandemic sometimes take the back seat to like how the constant feels, you know, how yes. we present, you know? And so like one time you told me lavender, like, you know? And so now every time I see it, I get excited and I'm like, this is meant for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Me and my lavender, honey, I'll be everywhere with it. 
Yes, I tell everyone like, please connect to some anti-anxiety herb in 2020. Lavender is my favorite, especially with queer folk and LGBTQ folk. Um, but I highly suggest everyone to contact, again, plant medicine can be in every way, shape and form of like how we wish to go to it. So particularly with COVID-19, I think that with as much stress, I think that's the biggest thing for us is the amount of stress that we're going to. So for me, it's trying to take care of my heart and trying to care for the world as an empath and a healer, but also someone that can feel very overwhelmed at times and feel like the world's crashing down and what can I do to be able to take care of my like self. So if it wasn't for my lavender essential oils and be able to sniff that before I go to bed or drinking my hibiscus tea in the morning just to give my heart that extra umph before I do right. any healing for anybody, even in my full-time work, I think is super important for us. It teaches us to take care of ourselves. I think that's the biggest thing with plant medicine. What's your what's your self-care looking like right now? My self-care for the rest of tonight. That's yes. a really good question. Yeah. I'm probably gonna pull some cards for myself, to be honest. I love to always end readings for like cards for myself. Um and outside of that, probably a good eight hours of sleep, like a good old tempurpedic bed with no one to share it with and just no alarm because quarantine and just waking up whenever I do. <laughs> I just appreciate the time that you spend with us and it's like 11:58, and I just want to say that um, this was beautiful because I feel like you did help us set the stage for now how we need to connect for through the new moon that's happening tomorrow you know right I was now, like, like two minutes like, yeah that's what I'm saying we, that's what I'm saying like <laughs> I'm like I'm like what is what is we doing or whatever and and you were like I don't and we had to go look it up because I was like I just feel it like you know and mm -hmm. I love that I have that intuition I'm grateful that I have these things mm -hmm. I just wish I could hone in on it because I know it's a gift, you know, mm -hmm. I do, mm -hmm. but we're going to get there. So I'm happy to bring in my new moon with you, Angel. Yes. Thank you for bringing my new moon with me, Didi. Thank you so much. <laughs> Y'all just don't even feel like um, an episode of the full set, but it, that's what it was. <laughs> right. <And> so <laughs> So Tanya said, we appreciate you so much, Dita Angel Tanya. Thank you so much for participating. Mm. And I hope that y'all can come back to it and watch it and, you know, share it. Um, share it with your friends. Share it with your lover. Share it with your parent, you know. So um, I mm. love you. I appreciate you. And to all those who tuned in, happy new moon. Yes, I love you too, Didi. Now you have a great rest now. Oh, yes, I need to rest. Yes, and we'll talk soon. All right, what up, everyone? Bye. All right, bye bye.